How to be friends. Pass judgment and trust. True and false friendship. You have sent a letter to me through the hand of a friend of yours. And in your very next sentence you warn me not to discuss with them all the matters that concern you. Saying that even you yourself are not accustomed to do this. In other words, you have in the same letter affirmed and denied that they are your friends. Now if you used this word of ours in the popular sense, and called them friend in the same way in which we speak of all candidates for election as honorable persons. And as we greet all people whom we meet casually, if their names slip us for the moment, with the salutation my dear, so be it. But if you consider anyone a friend whom you do not trust as you trust yourself, you are mightily mistaken and you do not sufficiently understand what true friendship means. Indeed, I would have you discuss everything with a friend, but first of all discuss the person themselves. When friendship is settled, you must trust. Before friendship is formed, you must pass judgment. Those people indeed put last first and confound their duties, who, violating the rules of Theophrastus, judge a person after they have made them their friends, instead of making them their friends after they have judged them. Ponder for a long time whether you shall admit a given person to your friendship, but when you have decided to admit them, welcome them with all your heart and soul. Speak as boldly with them as with yourself. As to yourself, although you should live in such a way that you trust your own self with nothing which you could not entrust even to your enemy. Yet, since certain matters occur which convention keeps secret, you should share with a friend at least all your worries and reflections. Guard them as loyal, and you will make them loyal. Some, for example, fearing to be deceived, have taught people to deceive, by their suspicions they have given their friends the right to do wrong. Why need I keep back any words in the presence of my friend? Why should I not regard myself as alone when in their company? There is a class of people who communicate, to anyone whom they meet, matters which should be revealed to friends alone, and unload upon the chance listener whatever irks them. Others, again, fear to confide in their closest intimates, and if it were possible, they would not trust even themselves, burying their secrets deep in their hearts. We should do neither. It is equally faulty to trust everyone and to trust no one. If the former fault is, I should say, the more ingenuous, the latter the more safe. In like manner you should rebuke these two kinds of people. Both those who always lack repose, and those who are always in repose. For love of bustle is not industry. It is only the restlessness of a hunted mind. And true repose does not consist in condemning all motion as merely vexation. That kind of repose is slackness and inertia. Therefore, you should note the following saying, taken from my reading in Pomponius. Some people shrink into dark corners, to such a degree that they see darkly by day. No, people should combine these tendencies and 
One who reposes should act and one who acts should take repose. Discuss the problem with nature. Nature will tell you that it has created both day and night. Farewell. Stoic, Seneca, Stoic Taoist.